Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to a brand new podcast. It's called How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I am one of your hosts. My name is Lauren Hutton, and my co-host here... I'm Luke Fagenbush. Yeah, the mustachioed mystery himself. Uh, go ahead, and Luke, uh, just in case you know people don't know, why don't you explain what bombing is for the audience? Okay, bombing, uh, I do it a lot. It's where you go up on stage, <laughs> you aren't funny, and the uh, you teach the audience to hate you in a way that's... They, you can't bring it back around. You can't recover from yeah. it. You probably ruin everyone's night after you, and it feels real bad. Yeah, it's the best. So that's, I mean, that's what we're doing with this podcast. And we're not going to limit it to just comedians. We're going to open the scope to like all performers because it doesn't matter what kind of performance you're putting on. If you're turning an audience off and they're just not liking you for whatever reason, it stings just as much if you're singing a song or if you're telling a joke or if you're trying to juggle on Times Square. Ribbon dancing? Bombing yeah. Do you ribbon dance? Is that a thing? Um, no. Well, it's a thing. I don't, but I, I'm sure you could bomb while ribbon dancing, and it would be even more fun to watch. I mean, how do you even bomb while ribbon dance? I guess if you get caught up in the ribbon. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to have to find a ribbon dancer and talk to them now. Like, that's the yes. only option. Uh, I know who but- isn't a ribbon dancer, and that's our guest today, Joe Bates. <laughs> That's right, Joe Bates. Oh, boy. A guy that sucked so hard at comedy that they kicked him out of four states. So he <laughs> gets around. Uh, you're you're, you're going to learn all about it. Like uh, This is a guy that literally kicked himself out of a bar to do a bit, and the bit didn't work. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, what, what else do we talk about this he, one, Luke? He, bom- he was bomb-adjacent. He didn't actually bomb... But he bombed a show from the back of the room for, like, five other performers. Yeah, yeah. Set him up for failure. We're going to call that one The Ballad of Big Trim. That title will make sense later, I promise. Yeah, stay <laughs> stay for that one. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Joe also has an album that's going to be coming out this fall. We give you all the details for that. Uh, I believe Joe that Bates, album is Joe called... Bates, Joe Bates. That's right, baby. Just in case you forget his name, he gives it to you <laughs> thrice. Oh, man. I don't have enough opportunities to use the word thrice. So thank you, Joe, for that. And uh, yeah, he was just an absolute... Ec- and he was a great guest. It was an excellent time. Uh, we uh, recorded this anything? intro thrice. There's one opportunity we- to say it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I just remembered Joe makes fun of you for your, uh, your vernacular as well, because you're always pulling out, pulling out all the stops on the words. I feel you, like he doesn't stop making fun of me, um, even you after call him the a horse person. <laughs> okay, in his defense, you called him a horse person. Well, he said he was half gum, and that's a horse-like trait. <laughs> <laughs> I promise all of these references will make sense. Stay tuned. Stick until the end. That's not a phrase. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. In the future. <laughs> is this the theme song? Is, is this the what? Is this the theme song? No, no, no this is... <laughs>
<laughs> this is just 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 a title, man. Just how I learned oh, to stop okay. worrying and love the bomb. How would how would you fix that? Oh, oh no! I, Different I title. Bomb cops two. <laughs> bomb cops two. Yeah. Yeah. Just start with a sequel. Just jump right into mediocrity and and re- repurposing <laughs> jokes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love time cops. Time cops is great. We need we need some uh some monty python guys and some little people on this podcast and then we're gonna rewrite okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude so joe uh you know let's let's just jump right into it baby get get both feet into the pool right off the bat um man that'd be nice how how often do you bomb (laughs) uh well (laughs) uh every now and then Okay. And I don't know. What do you mean you don't uh, know? I, you know? Well, you know, I don't keep track of anything, especially nowadays with everything going on. I try to forget all the bad memories. And That's fair. Breathe in quick, quick heightened gra- uh, gasps. But how do you forget um, things if you don't do drugs? <laughs> you could just be dumb. <laughs> That's a valid point. That's a very valid point. <laughs> Oh, being dumb is fun. I uh, mean, no, nah, man. You don't strike me as a dumb person. No, nah, you're right. I am a professionally licensed engineer. Wait, are you for um, real? You're a professionally licensed yeah, yeah, engineer? Dude. What have you, what yeah, have you yeah, built? Yeah. Uh, nothing. I never used my stamp ever. <laughs> I, I, right after I got my stamp, I got laid off and then just did a whole different industry. Oh my God! So yeah. how, okay, I know nothing about becoming an engineer, but it must have been like at least a bit of school, right? I mean, you gotta go to college. So you you got an education in something that's like really complicated and requires uh, a high level of intelligence, yeah. and then just civil said, engineering. Yeah, you just said nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah, I uh, I was an English major <laughs> before I started comedy, oh. and that was just kind of warming up for being lazy for four years. But well, that's I mean, that's that's interesting because like go back to your question about bombing. Like I bombed a lot earlier in my career, like all the time, and like for like four years until I started actually doing well. Oh yeah, I, I had I a couple now, years of someone that on there. NBC CISO. What? You dropping the CISO bomb on us? I don't want to brag too much, but yes, I was. I, I was on CISO. Uh, how is CISO doing these days? They got bought by Verve. Well, you didn't hear about that? <laughs> we're still hoping to get bought by Title. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Or Quibbly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, you have a style of humor that it it makes me I don't know how to phrase this in a, in an effective way, but I'm like incredulous to everything that you say. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Maybe don't phrase it that way. That might have been the wrong way. <laughs> I just, just I don't know. You know I've been friends with I didn't know Lauren was on the podcast. I've been friends with Lauren for a long time. This is the first time I've had the Lauren's that guy. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. Oh my I god! My, I thought you were my friend Lauren from San Francisco, but you're somebody else. <laughs> oh my word, Joe! This is super fun. 
Is your friend Lauren from San Francisco just sitting on a Facebook friend ad wondering where you are now? <laughs> yeah, probably. Just waiting diligently. Just waiting. He's like, just I thought waiting. he said we were going to talk. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to disappoint, man. It's it's me. No. Uh, man, <laughs> on a, I, well, you know, it's, I mean, it's fine, but for diversity reasons, it's bad. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, there's no video to this, but you know, we we are three three men that are the problem. We're we're white guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing to That's fix the, that? What am I? Well, I'm I'm dating a woman. <laughs> I mean, that's a start. That's definitely so, a solid start. You're welcome. <laughs> I like telling other white people how minorities like to be treated really vocally. That's my jam. Luke Fagenbush, okay, well, the white knight. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's let's try to get things on track because this, this show does have a theme okay. and a message that we're trying to get out there. Um, 40 edit points so far. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I like this. I like this podcast about tangents. Yeah, man. We're just we're just going to keep getting off on them. Um, you, you said that you bombed for like four years, right? What did you yeah, do? Yeah, was really bad. Yeah, what'd you do to like stay motivated? Because like that's a long time to suck at something, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I I started in uh, Texas and I was doing it for a year, and then uh, I went to California, San Jose Bay Area for a couple years. Was bombing there, then came to Chicago and was doing bad. Then moved to Indianapolis. <laughs> And uh, I had this bit that was doing really well, and then I just started getting booked on things, and then it all started kind of going really well after that. Okay, so you know, uh, I mean, but the motivation was well, when I tell you, I'll, I'll tell you where the motivation comes from when I tell you the story of my worst bong. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, go, that's go the, ahead, that's man. part of this, right? When I tell you the story of my worst bong, is that now or later? Is there segments? We don't we don't have a plan. Um, before we called you, I literally looked at Luke and I was like, "How do we start this thing again?" I don't remember anything that we do. Yeah, we're coming off of uh, we had a hard reset because we looked back at the episodes we recorded before and we're like, "We can do better than this. We're we're better." And then uh, Lauren's cloud l- deleted every single one of them. So whether we like it or not, we're, you were a fresh start. Congratulations on the first real episode. <laughs> wait, wait. This is the first ever episode of this podcast? Oh, no, no, no. We recorded five before this. And then my iCloud nice. storage account decided to say, you know, you were kind of thinking those were garbage and we agree. And it just deleted them all in a freak accident. Yeah, it said you're better well. than this. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll see what the cloud thinks of me. (laughs) I'll tell you, Lauren and Luke, I hope the cloud isn't too serious. (laughs) Oh, boy, that's the type of cloud. So how about that bombing story? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm an old, you guys, Luke's met me. I'm an older man. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, I'm 34 now. That's not that old. uh, That's not that old. (laughs) 
I'm 30, man. Wow. You're not that far ahead of me. Like, you were a senior in high school when I was a freshman. Yeah, and I would have bullied you. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid girl name. I would, I would have put you in a locker. And oh. I would have suggested your locker. And although it was my locker, because I wouldn't be able to open the combinations of any other lockers. <laughs> open this locker for me so I can shove you inside <laughs> <You're> like, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll get you. I'm failing three of my classes because I don't want to let this guy out of my locker. <laughs> that's that's. Fun. I'll be an engineer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like an engineer in locker. Uh I so I I'm 34 now. Yeah. Uh, but I started, and I've been doing comedy currently for uh, nine years. Nine long years. Yeah. And uh, I haven't made it yet. But when I was 18, there was this TV show. You've heard of TV, right, Lauren? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've heard it around. You know, the water cooler. They talk. Nice. And you've heard you've heard of NBC, Luke? Uh, yeah, I believe it's a national broadcasting uh, c- uh, company. <laughs> oh God! I thought this is. I my audience is a clean audience, Lauren. I know we have strict, uh, uh, you know, guidelines by our producers to okay. not say things like that. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, let's let's <laughs> let's find a nice beat to 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 cut that out. So yeah, um, okay. Make sure you make sure you beat that word and also this word. Oh my, that's that's heinous, Joe. That's heinous. I thought you said you had a clean audience. <laughs> well, there, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, just uh, a whole bunch of I vegans can't. really like your stuff. <laughs> yeah, cumulus is another type of cloud. <laughs> <laughs> so your worst uh, bombing story? <laughs> okay, so I was eight, I was watching NBC on the television, which you both have clarified that you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and there yes. was a reality show called uh, Last Comic Standing. It was the first season ever. And I loved it. Gary Goldman was on it. Rich Voss, Dave Mordell, Tammy Pescatelli, yeah. uh, Ralphie May, and that fan. Do you guys ever watch the first season of Last Comic Standing? Oh, yeah. I have a YouTube account. I go down that rabbit hole frequently. Um, Dave I'm, Mordell is the funniest of all of them. <laughs> I'm a young man, so I have very dim memories of my childhood of that. <laughs> Uh, not to make you all feel bad. Wait, how old oh, are that's you? Oh, you grew up in a. That's because you grew up in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think we were the same age? How old are you? Uh, I'm 27, but I'm denying it in <laughs> my head. So inwardly, I'm nice. like 21. Okay, okay, no, that 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 tracks. That tracks. So you watched Last yeah. Comic Standing. You fell in love with it. What happened next? Oh, I loved it. And then uh, in the final episode, it was down to two comics, that fan and Ralphie May, and that fan won. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, that guy is not funny. (laughs) And I said, well, that doesn't make any sense. If he can do it and they can just go audition for it, then I can do it. Yeah. And I should be able to do stand-up comedy. 
So at 18 years old, I started stand-up comedy out of spite. <laughs> you know, that's a good reason to do a lot of things out of spite. No, it's horrible. It makes you gotta get. You should see a therapist. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst thing to do. But I go. I work on my five minutes. I work on my five minutes. I think to myself, I go, "Oh boy, this this is good." And I, I put it together and I practice a bunch by myself in my bathroom, staring at a mirror, getting it exactly five minutes. Because I signed up to go perform at this place called the Laugh Stop in Houston, uh, where I lived at the time. The yeah. Laugh Stop is where Mitch Mitch Hedberg recorded his first album. Uh, Henry, not Henry Rollins. Who's the other Henry? Henry Phillips, the guy with the kitchen. Yeah, Henry Phillips had an album there. Louis C.K. had an album there. Stan Hope had an album there. This club was amazing. Like I used to go to shows there all the time. Loved it. So I sign up for their open mic on Mondays. It's five minutes. I keep practicing my five minutes to myself. And I practice in front of my uh, sister and her friends. And I go, that's actually not bad. And I go, oh, boy. I'm a stand-up comic. I'm going to do very well. So I go there on the Monday, and they have one. They have a bunch of spots at the very end, and one spot in the middle. And I go, "Why? I'm not going to wait till the end. I'll just sign up for this one middle spot, not knowing why this middle spot is blank." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I go there, and then it's just like an hour and a half. This open mic, this was an open mic that went for like from eight to like two a.m. People oh. would come; it was free. They'd have a crowd. Is at this club. It was like a f- nobody. There was no bringer aspect to it at all. It was just people would go there for a date night, cheap date night, and they'd had just fantastic comics. So the first hour and a half before me is just killers. Everybody is just doing seven minutes and destroying, just boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, this is great. I can't wait to perform. Right? Yeah. And then they end the killer stuff. <laughs> and then they go, okay, we're going to change it up. Moving on with and the we're gonna, schmucks. We're going to bring up, we're going to go to the open mic part of the thing. I didn't realize what was going on. I go, okay. And they go, our, our first comic we're going to bring up is Joe Bates. This is the first set I've ever done in my entire life. And before I go on stage, I will, let, let me explain to what I looked like as an 18-year-old. Uh, I'm 250 pounds now. I look great. <laughs> Back then, I was 180 pounds. So I was skinnier than Luke Fagenbush. Have you ever heard of him? I, I think I've heard uh, of that guy. It's okay if you have body hats. Yeah, I was. I was uh, just. I was super. I was super duper skinny. Not just regular. I was like the super duper missiles and laser stuff. I'm super duper skinny. Right, you and, had the bulging uh, elbows and like the sunken in eyes. Your head was basically oh, a skull yeah, yeah. with skin on it. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Oh, you my head was huge. You could tackle a person and miss him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go through them. That was like it was just slice them in half. Uh, but I did play football in high school. It's really good. At, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, it was. <laughs> I did play for the smallest school. There was 50 kids in our high school class. Uh, but And they were all on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> they were mainly. Uh, even the women. We were very progressive. Uh, <laughs> which is why I'm dating one now. Uh, so I... So 18-year-old Joe is going on stage for the first time ever, and uh, I'm wearing, get this, a John Henry short-sleeve button-down. 
it's a black shirt with two a black shirt with two white stripes going down the side. Basically like an extra on a Chris Isaac show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is your audience big Chris Isaac fans? I have no idea. Do we have an audience yet? Um, I love Chris Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sure my mom loves Chris Isaac too, and so far she's our only audience member. <laughs> nice, the wicked game she plays, you know. Uh, so I get on stage. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing this short sleeve button down black shirt with two white stripes, like a bowler, like a bowler shirt. Yeah. Uh, my back then, my my I didn't know how to smile. My smile wasn't great. My smile was half like I have a gummy smile now, but back then it was mainly gums. <laughs> like my front, my top teeth looked like they were my bottom teeth, and my gums are my top teeth. You know, that was the kind of smile that I had. Oh boy! Uh, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I, I luckily I gained weight and lowered my lips. Uh, <laughs> 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 and so I get you on. Know, I also, uh, mind you, I had spiked gel really gelled spiked hair like smash mouth yeah but what year was it this was uh 2004 all right it's it's, it's, it's it's yeah that that's right around the the peak like did it's, you have frosted tips no i would never color my hair my dad would disown me <laughs> uh, so you're kind of an equin skinny smash mouth at this point that's kind of the picture i wasn't a, i wasn't a horse well the gum thing it was kind of horse-like your lips were doing equine, a lot of work equine? yeah yeah i guess i don't know yeah, yeah I, 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 I thought i was hung like a horse not anymore now that i'm fat Oh yeah, you uh, lost that, that weight too. Yeah, that went that 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 weight went to my lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know how bodies work. <laughs> Why am I explaining to you guys? Uh, so, and also here's the the creme de la creme of my outfit: a uh, cargo shorts. Yes. All right. I have a picture in my head. You look obscene. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't dating back then. Uh, so <laughs> I <laughs> I walk on stage, you know, to the to the full crowd who just been laughing the whole time. The host introduced me, and I go, "Give it up for the host!" And the entire crowd, nobody claps. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing I've ever said on stage. Give it up for somebody else. Me being nice. <laughs> nothing and then i go okay i guess that guy and then nothing oh my god and then i go into my set and it's very intricate and doesn't make a lot of sense i don't really remember the first couple minutes of jokes all i know is that i was saying between every other word because i was nervous and when the crowd didn't laugh i would tell the crowd they can go and uh i then i got into my whole thing about how i was going to talk about being a virgin and translating that into a homeless guy giving you a glass of milk Uh, where i said uh, what yeah yeah i go that that was my i was like this is so smart that's what i said to myself before i went on stage this is a smart joke (laughs) and uh 
I'll paraphrase the joke where I go, I'm a virgin, which isn't cool anymore. Back then, it used to be cool to be a virgin, but it's not cool anymore. You know, everybody's like, ah, da 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 da, Jesus Christ sitting there, ah, whatever, gay wad. And then he leaves. I'm going to go have sex with Mary Magdalene. And I go, that's a weird thing, right? Jesus having sex with Mary Magdalene. He's like, oh, this is my second coming. Oh, dad, damn it. This is great. You know, this is, these are classic jokes I'm doing. And then, uh, <laughs> I did like one table that gave me a go, I like this table. I did yell that out in the middle of it. Um, and then I continued to continue to push through. And I said, uh, I'm worried that I'm going to die. And then God's going to know I said this joke. And I tell God goes, you remember the joke you said? And I go, Oh, I, I don't know God. I don't remember saying anything. And he goes, that was hilarious. Ho, ho, ho. Cause God is Santa Claus. <laughs> God, Santa Claus, we all know it because you need a re because God wants to give us all these things, but he needs a reason, you know, he needs a reason to give it to you. So he, he is actually Santa Claus. He made Jesus Christ to die on this thing. He set the whole thing up. It was all a big plan from Santa Claus so that he has a reason to give us gifts because no one wants a free gift. No one wants anything free. They don't know from a stranger, you know? So like the milkman, the milkman gives you milk. Now that's fine. Cause that's his job. But if a homeless guy gave you a glass of milk and said milk i'm not gonna drink it and that is how you go from a virgin to a homeless guy giving you a milk and then the crowd was stunned in silence <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how much of the religious bent you really needed to get from point a to point b there <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was very intricate. Uh, the crowd loved it. And then I talked about my undescended left testicle surgery I had when I was real young. And, uh, and they, you know, when you do pre-existing conditions, you have to say what they are. And they always have to tell my doctor undescended left testicle. And I'm like, how, is this, how does this determine any of my diseases? <laughs> and <laughs> like if I'm hanging off the edge of a cliff and someone goes, I'll help you. Before you do, do you ever have an undescended left testicle? <laughs> yes. Well, oh, too bad, buddy. And he leaves. And, and here's the deal. Nine years, actually, nine, seven, 16 years, I finally learned that, that just say that joke awkwardly and fast instead of silent and poignant. Right, yeah. Poignant? But, uh, yeah, I, I just, I ate shit. My brother was filming it, and get this on one of those, like, cassette recorders. You know the old ones? You had, like, VCR cassettes in it? Yeah, yeah. Like, that giant camera, my brother recorded on that. It's somewhere. I don't know where it is. Uh, and, uh... But, yeah, I bombed, and I said, I'm never doing this ever again. And didn't do... Com <laughs> I didn't do stand-up until I was 25. And I was in San Antonio. And, uh... Yeah, I just randomly went to an open mic, and then I sat through an actual open mic like they usually are, where it's three hours of everybody bombing, and I went last, and I realized, oh, everyone just sucks. <laughs> what? So for four years, I just kept going, everyone sucks, so it doesn't matter if I'm bad. Okay, but I, I gotta know, like, you said you randomly just got into it, but there had to have been something that kicked your interest back up. What what was the trigger that made you want to dip your toes back into that pond? Well, I, uh, that, it's a difficult thing, because I always liked stand-up. Even when I was a young kid, my first stand-up CD I listened to was Bob Newhart. Like, I love old stand-up and just getting into it. Mitch Hedberg, I listened to a whole bunch. Jim Gaffigan. Dennis Leary, and then when I did stand up, everybody told me that was a bad thing to like, and I was like, it's still pretty funny. Uh, 
<laughs> so I I just I always stuck with it and kept listening to it and talking to people about it. Then I was at uh, I was out of town for work in San Antonio to count. My job back then was I was a traffic engineer. So I was out there in San Antonio to drive the same two miles of road eight hours a day to just time this time the signals. Oh, so you needed like six years of education for that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely six years. What do you, how long does college take for you? <laughs> well, mine was four years, but it also led to nothing. So maybe if I would have done six years. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really understand English and really memorize the words of the title of the whole podcast. <laughs> hey, you leave you okay. leave Luke alone. He knows when to use the word whom. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he has used a lot of words. I will say you have been very English on this uh, podcast. You use yeah, equine to- and <laughs> steriflis. I had to work really hard to lose the accent. You get that with four years of an English major. Most people don't That's know good. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, don't stop saying crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> So we've look covered- at the board. Luke, look, look at the board. <laughs> Hello, Governor. <laughs> governor. Three syllables. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Hello. Why do you... The H is there. <laughs> so we've covered your worst bomb, right? The very first time that yeah. you ever tried it. Uh, something yeah, that, I, that I... Oh, 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 I didn't even mention the best part. Oh, please do. In the middle of the set... Someone in the crowd went, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> that shook me. <laughs> Compared to how to many my core, to how many laughs you were getting, how many laughs did he get? Oh, he got a lot of laughs. The only <laughs>, laughs I got, the only laughs I got was I said, "Oh, who would have guessed that bad comic on open mic night? Who saw that coming?" <laughs> You know a set's doing well when your saving lines are doing... Yeah. Yes, just way better than anything you say. I love but my the- favorite line I said was, I did go, uh, I remember I go, uh, this joke killed in, in my bathroom. <laughs> I was just quietly to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So, like, yeah, your, your worst time bombing. I like to ask people, do you have a favorite bomb? Like Ooh, a time when you were just, fame. yeah, you're eating it on stage, but it, it's not phasing you in a way that's like soul crushing. Like, you know, you try and do it for your first time and the entire crowd collectively says next, but like, you know, you, yes. you've got it under your belt, you know, you kind of feel what, what this is, you know, okay, fine. I'm bombing. And you actually start to enjoy it because you're laughing on your own in your head. Do you have a story like that? There is, yeah, there is this open mic where I, I would get weird with it because it would be a bar packed of people that would just talk over the mic. So the bar would always, like, you ever see an open mic not deter people from coming, but not want them to listen to comedy? I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird like, combination. Like, they're still going to the bar. Like, I guess people are just talking in the corner. Like, who cares? Like, this is a good bar. Like, I've never, I, they used I used to, and I would try and be as weird as possible. So, like, I one time went on stage and just turned my back to the audience because there's chairs behind us and just started doing comedy to the empty chairs. Uh, <laughs> well played. 
<laughs> and just being like asking the chairs where they're from. Oh, where are you made? Oh, Terry, nice. Uh, I oh, any oaks? Any oaks here tonight? Um, and I would do weird stuff like that. I would do. I learned. My buddy told me. He goes, Joe, you need to learn how to captivate an audience, not necessarily be funny. Then you can be funny later. So he's like, go and bomb on purpose. And that'll help you. So I wrote jokes that sound like they're jokes, but don't go anywhere. Uh, for instance, I, I it would start off. Uh, I would go. So this guy walks into a bar, right? And he walks into the bar, and uh, the bartender's there. And the guy goes, "Can I have a drink?" And the bartender goes, "We don't serve drinks here." And the guy goes, "I don't understand. What do you mean you're a bar?" And the guy goes, "Hey, nice boat shoes, by the way." And the guy goes, "Thank you. They are nice boat shoes." But besides <laughs> the point, I like. I would like to get a drinks. And the bartender goes, I'm told you, we don't serve drinks here. And the guy goes, everyone else has a drink and I don't have a drink. I don't understand why you're not giving me a drink. And the bartender goes, if you uh, keep this attitude up and ask another drink, I'm going to have to kick you out of the bar. And the guy goes, give me a f***ing drink. The bartender goes, you're gone. And he kicks him out of the bar. And the guy walks in the street, goes to another bar and gets a drink. And he's a fine night. Uh, I call that joke <laughs> boat shoes. <laughs> I just wanted it to keep going. It's like, and then he goes yeah. home afterwards, and he gets in bed, and his wife's mad at him. Yeah. But well, there, and then there was like two more jokes like that style, where the next joke was about a rabbi and a priest getting ice cream, and uh, I called that joke Sherbert. And then another joke about a pop quiz a kid got, and I'm not understanding why the numbers are wrong, and the teacher goes, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's my homework, not your stuff." And then I said, "I also call that joke Sherbert." <laughs> It's the dumbest. I love that, but nobody ever told us I ever liked it. Uh, but this location, I've set the scene. Um, it is a, a very loud night. Everyone is talking as much as possible. And I go on stage and I, I'm just watching bomb at their bomb. And people just like, you know, when you're watching people just eat, you know, eat uh, poop. Uh, they're eating poop on stage and uh, they're eating actual feces. Right. And they, you can see like. They start off with a smile, and then their eyes sink first, and then their cheeks, and then, and then the smile fades away, you know, like Selena when she was killed. Oh uh, and God. it's just... <laughs> yes, I know exactly the look you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so I go, uh, I go I'll, I'll get them. You know, the classic, I'll get them. And I go on stage and I just start openly weeping into the microphone. <laughs> I just start going, oh. <laughs> and I am doing, I am loudly crying and I am doing this for a minute. And here's the deal. The entire bar stops talking slowly and slowly. Yes. The entire bar that was talking over everybody is just just stops, and they're just who is this man weeping into a microphone? You learned how to captivate an it, audience. Yeah, when I get it to like you can hear a pin drop. I stop crying and I go, "Anybody here smoke weed?" <laughs> And, and this guy goes, yeah, and I go, arrest that man. And then they all went back to talking, and I just kept talking about what I did for the next three minutes and went off stage. Oh, so, so happy with myself. 
you reset a room's energy and then just brought it right back to point A. <laughs> I don't think I've heard anyone do something uh, simultaneously masterful and terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> I was at a... Uh, it was a bad open mic because it was nothing but comics, which is okay. That's what you get most of the time. But then there were these three drunk guys, and before the show, they were like, oh, we're here to heckle. And they were really drunk, and I laughed, and they weren't kidding. <laughs> and then I go up, and I had some dumb joke about Jimmy John's, and it's like, ah, I like Jimmy John's a lot. And they just applaud way too much. And I just... <laughs> I just steered into it. So for the next five minutes, I would go into a joke and then be like, okay, uh, I was down. But first of all, round of applause for Jimmy Johns. (laughs) I think that's the the most fun I've had bombing. (laughs) Yeah, well, when you start stand-up, you got to... I, I stress this a lot to people. It, it won't help your career quickly, but if you get as weird as possible, <laughs> that's the time you should do it. You know, just have fun and be weird, and then you can figure yourself out as you're doing that. Like, I had this other mic in California where it's just comics, and they're all at the ball, and it's like maybe one or two comics actually paying attention to the stage. And I get on stage, and I tell the host, who's a friend of mine, I go, hey, here's the deal. Throw me out of the bar. <laughs> and he goes what do you mean i go you just watched you'll know exactly when to throw me out of the bar (laughs) so i got on stage and i started talking and i was like oh i pointed to an empty chair and i go what's the deal with you man and then i put the mic in the stand went to the chair and go hey let's not i'm just here to enjoy a show oh and then i went back on stage And I went back on stage and go, whoa, 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 man. We're all having fun here. Not a lot of people, okay? Let's just have some communication. <laughs> just built this argument between me and the me on stage and off stage. And then after a while, I got on stage and I go, this guy is horrible. Can we throw him out? And then I sat down and my the host threw the guy out of the bar, which was me. That's great. And then I ran around the bar through the back door and then ran back in. And then I was like, thank God he's gone. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> that is so freaking good oh my god holy crap that was fun was that just something that popped into your head or was something that you pondered on it just popped into your head like that pondered yeah no i don't ponder nothing i I walk by my own i I fly like a dove Only when someone lets you out at a wedding? Like, what does that mean? You fly like a dog. Okay, let's, let's, not, let's, not, let's not put standards on yeah. marital status. Let's not disparage the institution of marriage here. What? Yeah, I'm not yeah, disparaging yeah. anything. I Maybe am, animal I cruelty. I have a married audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so that was your favorite bomb? Or no, no, no. Sorry, I'm I, I'm I'm an idiot. You had already answered that question, and then we riffed on something That's okay. else. Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I have a lot of I have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I do think 
when comedy gets started again and I start going out to shows, you've ruined the next month of active sets for me. I with have. these stories. <laughs> so, uh, let's go let's go be weird. They love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Joe said now's the time to do it. <laughs> Like he's having so much fun. Why am I hating myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> oh my god. Then I got a yeah, yeah, that was good times. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. All right, so I think Man, I th- there was just a lot of weird stuff. What? Sorry, I- no, you continue. I I'm just I'm pondering to myself. I'm going to write my dream journal. That's that's totally fine. It's totally fine. Um but like we've covered you bombing in two different cities now. So what yeah, about, yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Chicago? Let's go there. What's 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 the best bomb story of Chicago? You have so much like just just sheer yardage of bombing across <laughs> America. Yeah, I like that most people will be like I'm not doing well. Let's change my jokes up. And then <laughs> You were like, obviously, I need a different audience. Let's keep, let's keep going through these. <laughs> Maybe the will work in Chicago. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running until I find my crowd. One time, I, I will, I, I'll do, I won't do this. I'm gonna, I'll do a time I bombed in New York if that, if that uh, helps you out more. Uh, oh, for sure. Go for it. So New York City, it's in the East Coast. It's one of the best cities for stand-up comedy. <laughs> viewers who are unaware of new york yeah 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 there's five boroughs there it's queens rudy giuliani 9-11 queens 2 and the yankee stadium uh that's the five boroughs of new york city um yeah that was a that was a fun time anyways i was doing a bit and it's a pretty famous bit called power moves everyone loves it uh it's what got me on CISO and uh <laughs> So I do, I do, I do this power move thing where I just I go on stage. I'm a very cocky corporate guy, and uh, I'm in New York. And usually the character had been doing very well. And I was in this contest, Steve Hofstetter's Laughing Devil Cup contest in New York City, which was not run well. Uh, so <laughs> I, but now I'm on comedy juice. Uh, so I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one uh, any <laughs> one time he hit on my girlfriend and it's it was my ex it doesn't matter uh, and I was like hey, hey uh, we we're I was like hey uh, my my girlfriend uh, while you're talking to this guy I signed us up for beer pong our name is Jews for Christ uh, <laughs> and then I patted him on the shoulder uh, so I. Anyways, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing power moves with a cocky corporate guy who like talks about how much he gets ahead, but the end joke is that he's actually unemployed. In the middle of it, it's not doing well at all, this whole character. They don't like characters that much in New York City, I found. Uh, <laughs> unless... And in the middle of it, I go, uh, you know, I talk about things like, oh, you know, my boss asked me what I wanted for lunch. I say, your job, you know, just kind of extreme things like that. And at one point I, I lean in and I always find like the oldest person in the show. And I go, I can never die. <laughs> and, I, 
I lean, I always go real close to the person I lean in and I go, ah, I could never die. I tell this old New York lady this and I'm not doing well. And she just looks at me dead in the eye without blinking and goes, you'll die one day. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, okay. And I lost all confidence and tried to do the bit. And it was just, this lady just, just, it was as bad as wow, 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 wow. It was just really my soul. She, she thought she found someone who actually thought he was immortal and she's like no I feel it coming <laughs> it currently is happening <laughs> that's what happens when you do crowd work on the angel of death man like you can't can't yeah. tread those waters and I was like why did she why was she allowed to bring a scythe in here uh, I wonder where she's at now <laughs> hell uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll follow it up. And here's Indianapolis. This is a this is a kind of an on purpose bomb, though. Okay, all right. Because uh, <laughs> the Julia, the bureaus of Giuliani reminded me because it's the one only time I ever said the five bureaus in New York were all those things. Uh, <laughs> I was in Indianapolis at Crackers Open Mic. Oh my god, I got two stories about Crackers Open Mic. Do we have time? We got time, baby. Just pound through them because oh this gosh. is great. The, this might be a two-parter. Uh, <laughs> come on, cloud, cloud, don't fail me now. I went on Austin Fry, a local Indianapolis comic, oh, dating a, a Mo Mitchell, who is a Bloomington comic, now lives in Indianapolis. They yeah, live yeah. at his mom's house. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I... <laughs> I go, I, I, uh, he's a good kid. I am friends with him, I think. Uh, we do a podcast in <laughs> Federation Wrestling. It's about, it's a satirical wrestling podcast. Season one's out on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, check it out. Um, I, Austin Fry's hosting, and I go out to him and I go, hey, Austin, uh, uh I'm going to be a little bit silly tonight. <laughs> and he goes, what? I go, I'm just telling you, it's going to be a silly set. And he goes, okay. And I go, I'm just telling you, it's going to be very silly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get across how silly this is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes, goes, "Uh, this next comic, I guess, is going to be a bit silly. Uh Here's Joe Bates, and I walk on stage, and I go, "It's me, Silly Boy." <laughs> <laughs> it's Silly Boy. Who do you love? I go, Silly Boy, and I go, "Yeah, you the best." I just started doing jokes and then falling out with who do you love? And the crowd going, silly boy. And I go, yeah! Every time, every time, very confused and just questioning why they're saying it. And at one point, I said something. I think I did the bureau thing, and I go, "Yeah, that's New York, baby, silly boy." And I go, "Who are you with This guy goes, "Rudy Giuliani." I go, no, no. no he's a bad man. He's not silly at all. He killed all the homeless people. Oh shit. <laughs> 
one thing I like last day. It was like I did three and a half minutes, I think. I think Crackers is the first place that I saw you perform. I, yeah. Yeah, I probably probably crushed. You no, you actually did. Like I serious I was like, oh well that must be that must be some headliner guy that just happens to be rolling through town, this Joe Bates person. Oh, He's shaking yeah, everyone's right. hands and everything just seems to be revolving around him. It's very interesting. That, that's yep, that's what happens when you gain a little weight. <laughs> that's right, baby. You get gravity. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's the second Luke, story you can say gravitas if you want luke what uh, lauren oh uh, d- d- oh gravitas thank you i'm glad we got that out of the way i didn't know if it was gonna happen <laughs> we hit an awkward beat and i'm like please don't lose this moment <laughs> <At that point. laughs> oh, we don't edit this <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be very minimal. Like, we might we might cover up the F-bombs because the producers told us to. But, I mean, who knows? We may not even work with them in the future. I'm just kidding. We love you, Radio Artifact. No, you said you had two stories from Crackers. What was the second one? So, the other story is not my bomb. But it's a bomb that I created. Yes! Demolition expert talk. (laughs) I was at a cracker open mic, and uh, Peter Hines walked into the open mic, and I go, well, look at you, Peter. You're looking big trim. <laughs> That's your nickname. You're big trim. That's your nickname. You are big trim. And then Matt Steven walked in, and I go, Matt, got to be honest. You're looking big trim, too. <laughs> <laughs> Your nickname is Big Trim. <laughs> and then Patrick Murray walks and I go, oh my gosh, we got three Big Trims. <laughs> and then Austin Fry, I was like, you're a little Big Trim, but you're Big Trim. And uh, Greg Winston's hosting the mic. And uh, I told them, I go, you know, it'd be funny. You all should go on stage as Big Trim. <laughs> And then the, I think Brian Kristoff, who was doing the uh, mic, he made sure they put all four of them back to back to back to back. <laughs> Greg Winston, <laughs> Greg Winston, who's hosting, uh, you know, unreliable because he's very, uh, and it's true. I'm not making fun of him. He just is. He's very autistic. Uh, and I go, look, here's the deal. These four are all big trim. And he goes, what? And I go, yeah, just introduce those <laughs> big trim. And he goes, okay, I guess I'll do that. And uh, <laughs> I go, cool, cool, cool. Uh, this is great. And I go to the, I go to my, I go to my squadron of big trims. I go, listen, here are the old big trims. <laughs> Peter is big trim. All right. The other three are not big trim. You're going to go on stage and say, I don't know why you introduced me as big trim. My name is this. And then do your set. And then when Peter finds, <laughs> Finally gets on stage, he's going to be big trim, and we finally had the reveal. And they go, yeah, 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 sounds good. But here's the deal, Patrick Murray. <laughs> <laughs> he, You know how you thought I was high? This guy is high. This guy runs in his blood. And uh, he – so Greg wants to introduce Austin Fry as he goes, guys, we have a really special – I can't believe we got him. He's here tonight. Very shocking. But we have big trim. (laughs) 
Austin Fry walks on stage. He goes, "Hey, everybody! I don't know. I don't know why you call me Big Trim. I'm actually Austin Fry. I could never be as good as Big Trim. He's like one of the best comics. I'm not. I'm Austin Fry. So, uh, and then he just does his set." Right. He just does his regular set, and then uh, Greg goes on the stage. He goes, "I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I had the list messed up." Uh, this next comic, though, we find it is it's Big Trim, and Patrick Murray <laughs> gets on stage and goes, "Yeah, I'm Big Trim." <laughs> oh. Oh. And then he just says, "Yeah, I'm Big Big Trim," and then does his set. Doesn't even acknowledge that he's big trim throughout his set. Just says, "Yeah, I'm big trim," and then does his set. <laughs> then Greg goes on. Greg goes on stage and goes, "Greg, this guy's still big trim. I don't care what Patrick said." <laughs> <laughs> and Greg goes on stage and goes, "Guys, give it up for big trim." And up next, oh my god, we got big trim. <laughs> <laughs> Matt walks on stage, and then Matt, I've never, you know, he usually does the same set all the time, but this time he lived big trim. He was a big trim. He just goes up and goes, yeah, big trim's got horses. <laughs> <laughs> and just goes in this thing about big trim's life and who he is. And it's doing very well. And it's uh, so funny. And the crowd's like on board for this weird big trim thing at this point. <laughs> and he leaves and big applause. And then Greg goes back on stage. He goes, guys, give it a big trim. Another big applause. Next up, big trim. <laughs> and he walks on stage and says something about big trim, and the audience is over it. <laughs> is done with big trim. They had the big trim joke. We moved on from the big trim joke, and they does is like six minutes to just nothing trying just trying anything and then he gets off stage big trim now i gotta go for your next comic matt o'brien and big applause (laughs) god after 24 minutes of yeah 24 minutes of big trim Oh my good god. Dude, that's masterful. Like that is some like crazy avant-garde nonsense. <laughs> and so the fact that you like got you got five people to get on board with it. Well, we'll say four and a <laughs> yeah. half. Four and a half yeah, people. I could I could run a cult. I could run a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about captivating the audience. Lessons learned early yeah. on. Can we call the episode The Cult of Big Trim? Oh my god, yes! That's so perfect! Yeah, that would be fantastic. Stamp it and put it in the mail. I love it. Is that a thing people say? Stamp it and put it in the mail? Uh, Yeah, well, you ain't gonna not not stamp it. A month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Stamp stamp the body bag and put it in the mail. Oh, my God. Joe, this has been absolutely amazing, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. so funny for real. The most fun I've ever had recording a podcast. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jeez, Louise. That makes really the cockles of my heart, which is a Dennis Leary quote. Uh, (laughs) Okay, do you want to plug Uh, something other than the podcast you already plugged or Dennis Leary? (laughs) Mm, 
That's tough. That is tough. Uh, yeah, well, the podcast, I do recommend the podcast. It's a satirical wrestling promotion, Entertainment Federation Wrestling. I really recommend it highly. We have a tag team on it, which is a father-son tag team, but the dad never comes out. Uh, it's <laughs> such a good podcast. Uh, all, the, all nine episodes of the first season are out. We're recording the second season as, as, at some time when we can finally talk to each other. Um <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Bates Comedy. Um, and I have an album, my debut album coming out in I probably October at this point, uh, called Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Nice. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Who made the album art for that? Zach Shankweiler, That's... who also worked on some of the art for Entertainment Federation Wrestling. Oh, for real, uh, Urban Artifact, uh, he co-hosts the open mic with me. So I thought he made that. Didn't want to commit, though. <laughs> no, he did. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, Definitely recommend him for all graphic design. Luke, do you have anything else? Nope, not doing anything. I could have put the microphone nice. in your face when you responded, but I didn't. <laughs> if, there was ever, if there was ever a sign that this is over, it's my inability to give you the microphone when I ask you a question. <laughs> the podcast might have improved if that happened earlier on. <laughs> Joe, once again, dude, thank you so much. This has been a blast. No, thanks, man. I had a lot of fun. Take care of you crazy kids. Nice to finally hear your voice, Lauren. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Luke, it was nice to meet Lauren finally. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, buddy. You take care now. Take care. Toodles. Toodles.